This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Fall camp is right around the corner. Starting later this week, we're five Saturdays away from Razorback football. We're going to preview all of that stuff. We're going to take a deep dive, look at the schedule, what to expect, those kinds of things, some of my concerns, some of the things I'm excited about. And Danny West is also going to hop on with us to talk a little bit about recruiting and everything that went on last weekend, what to look forward to. All that and more on today's episode of Hog Sports Live. Well, if you're watching this show on Monday, August 1st, you're enjoying our free VIP day at hogsports.com. We've just left the gate open, basically. There's nothing you need to do to sign up, but if you've been reading our free content, go check out our VIP content for free today. There's nothing you have to do. Just go check it out. And it's just kind of our way of saying thanks, kind of a fan appreciation day uh, today. This is today only. It ends at 11 o'clock Central Time tonight. So you can check out our VIP message board, the the Razor's Edge, see how things operate over there with all of our great posters and insiders and such. Read our free VIP content. Check out our crystal ball predictions, recruiting database, all of those different things that we offer at Hog Sports, the number one insider source on Razorback Recruiting and Arkansas Sports. And if you are if you like what you see, and I know a lot of you probably will, then you can sign up at 75% off. Now, this offer is going to run today, tomorrow, and the next day, I believe. So uh, just a three-day deal. This is the best offer that we do, 75% off. So just to let you know, again, everything's free today. But if you want to sign up also, you like what you see, then sign up. It's $26.85 for the entire year. So, you know, you're spending nothing enjoying the free content now. You can read the next level, the diehard Razorback fan stuff, getting ready for fall camp, all the stuff that we provide, which is vast, extensive, great coverage at Hogsports, me, Danny, Andrew, and Curtis. Seven cents a day, 52 cents a week, 224 a month. That's what it breaks down to. Build at just $26.85 at HAWGsports.com. There's no promo code or anything like that. Just go to Hogsports. You'll see the banner ad right there. You click on it and sign up, and you'll get the deal. So, free VIP day right now, free VIP day right now, and also parlaying that with a 75% off offer if you want uh, the best fall camp coverage and Razorback coverage you can get anywhere. Football, basketball, baseball, recruiting, transfer portal. There's nothing like it. And, again, I mean, it breaks down to 224 a month, people. That's a heck of a deal. It's the best deal we offer. The cool thing about this deal, after it's over, we got another great deal for you. Those of us, those of you who have been with us for a year afterwards, we're going to give you free Paramount Plus and free Showtime in addition. 
So not only you get Hog Sports for $26.85 for the whole year, but if you continue to if you decide to continue on with this after the year, free Paramount Plus, free Showtime. I mean, what is that? Paramount Plus alone is 100 bucks. I mean, it's a great deal. A lot of great offers there at Hog Sports. All right. Appreciate you listening to that, everybody. The reason we do the show, I don't put a whole bunch of commercials on here, if you notice. Hog Sports is our commercial. All right. Where do we want to go? Well, first, a couple of house cleaning things. KJ Jefferson, Rocket Sanders named to Maxwell Award watch list. That was yesterday. Um, those things we were, you know, kind of told July 31st, and it's going to run on for the next several days uh, with more announcements. So, congrats to KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders being named for the to the Maxwell Award watch list. Dwight McLaughlin and Bo Limmer today were were named to watch list. Let's see, um, McLaughlin was Bron- was named to the Bronco Nagarski trophy watch list and Limmer was named to the Outland trophy watch list. So um, once to the best defensive player in college football, it's pretty, pretty nice honor, even just for a watch list and the other best interior offensive lineman in the country. So congrats to those two guys. They won't be the last ones to receive award nominations. So just looking ahead to the fall camp schedule, everything starts Friday and we kind of knew how this was going to, you know, it's, it's basically the same as last week. Now they haven't put out the full schedule just yet, or if they have, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, but this was just, you know, through little birds of me getting this information. Uh, obviously, starting Friday, it'll be about a 2.50 start time for practice. We'll have media availability around 5 o'clock. And you'll, I think they'll go Friday through Tuesday. So I think they'll go straight on and then take Wednesday, August 9th off. Okay, so August 4th through 8th, take Wednesday, August 9th off. Moving forward after that, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, anticipated again. They haven't released this full schedule, but this is based on how they did it last year. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so August 10th through 12th, and then take the Sunday off, August 13th. And then week three will be Monday through Saturday, August 14th through 19th. Again, anticipated. And that is when fall camp ends because classes start at the University of Arkansas on the 21st. So... But you don't just stop there because you've got 25 full practices over 29 days. There's not a bigger grind for me as far as covering Razorback football as August fall camp because it's 25 practices in 29 days, just taking one day off a week, and it's a lot. And then you dive right into the football season. The football season is just kind of like, thank goodness. You're never more appreciative than I can be of the football season starting and fall camp ending. And I can't imagine how it is for these players. And we'll talk a little bit about some of the things the players have done in the offseason also in terms of weight, movement, and stuff like that. But when fall camp starts, they've been grinding for this eight-week summer training cycle. They've been grinding. But fall camp, you're going to drop some weight. You just are. I mean, it's hot. You're in pads. It's a lot of work getting ready for the season. A sense of urgency is there finally. I think it's nice we got a nice little taste of some of all the, you know, these newcomers, like 20 newcomers in the spring. But now, you know, you've got 20 more newcomers from the transfer portal, junior college, Amari Wiggins, uh, in the high school ranks all participating. It's a lot of new faces. I think like it's like 47% of Arkansas's roster is new, is new players, first-year Razorbacks from the transfer portal, high school ranks, and one junior college player. So – Teams are going to have 18 contact practices. Among those 18 practices, up to nine days in full pads. 
no more than two consecutive days of full contact practices, no more than 75 minutes of full contact in a practice. There can be no more than two scrimmages, and a maximum of 120 players are allowed to participate at one time. That's up from 110 last year. For some reason, they had they the way they the way they phrase it is like a one year exemption to have 120. I don't understand why. Something I'm missing. Arkansas has 127 players last count on the football roster, including walk-ons. So, uh, seven players will be left out. Danny had a great article, and we're going to get to him in just a little bit on the notable changes to Arkansas's football roster from the spring to the start of fall camp. Just a couple of notable ones. K.J. Jefferson is 247, so he's up one pound from the spring. I'm not going to go over everybody, obviously. Rocket Sanders is at 242. Rashad DeBenya is up 216. Let's see, I know there's some more, like, big jumps. Like, you know, Davion Dozier is listed at 205, up 10 pounds, but he wasn't here in the spring. That's just, you know, a high school weight. Who knows how accurate that is exactly. Bryce Stevens is up six pounds. Let me find a good one. Hunter Talley's up 17 pounds at 6'4", 251, walk on. Luke has. Luke has, who was listed at, like, 227 in the spring, is up to 242, so that's up 16 pounds from his listed weight before. Varquez Gums is up 12 pounds from his listed weight at North Texas, 6'3", 242. We're going to get to the big guys here in a second. Paris Patterson down 11 pounds to 6'6", 350, no longer the biggest man on the team. For the first time in like three years, the biggest man on the team won't be a freshman offensive lineman. We're going to get to him, though. We're going to get to him. I'm going to go to him now. So, Ian Jaffard, from his high school weight, he's up 24 pounds to 6'5", 394 pounds. 394 pounds. I don't know that there's ever been a bigger Razorback. Devon Manuel was allegedly 390. I don't think he ever was listed on a roster at 390, but he was allegedly 390. But he was 6'9". Jaffard is 6'5", 394. Huge huge individual there's a lot of big dudes on the defensive line Quincy Rhodes by the way was listed at 6'6 250 as a high school player he's 39 pounds different 6'6 289 it's the number one prospect in the state of Arkansas we'll see how much Arkansas relies on him Anthony Booker is 6'4 351 now he's only up four pounds he's listed at 320 at Maryland but they didn't uh, according to Danny, they just didn't update the the weights very regularly. So you got some big dudes on the defensive interior right now. Big guys. Let me see who else is massively big here. Torian Carter's up to three three oh three, up eight pounds. Caleb James is up sixteen pounds, two seventy six. Kyle Thompson walk on up two eighty four plus seventeen. That's good for him. So. A lot of intriguing weight changes. That's all on Hog Sports. I, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but uh, you can check it out. I'll say a notable one, Jaheim Singletary. Everybody was worried he was a little too skinny. The five, former five-star corner transfer from Georgia, 6'2", 187, up 17 pounds now. Love to see the big swings. You know, Sam Pittman said to me at SEC Media Days, he said, hey, Trey. <laughs> and he started talking about uh, – he started talking about uh, – Landon Jackson. So Landon Jackson is 281 now. And the after the 
Liberty Bowl game, he was 238, and I think we talked about that. But Sam knows I like to ask weight questions. Why do I ask weight questions? Because you guys like it. I know that my readers, diehard fans, want to know every detail possible. So I ask a lot of weight questions. Some of the other media people make fun of me. But do we not want to know what somebody's bench pressing? Do we want, not want to know who made big strides in the weight room? We don't want a bunch of fluff, right? It's a telling season ahead for Arkansas. Again, thank you if you're enjoying our free VIP day, our fan appreciation day. Consider signing up at 75% off also at Hog Sports. That offer runs for the next few days. Today is August 1st, 2023 on a Tuesday. So I think this season is going to be very telling, not just for Arkansas, but all of college football. Arkansas brought in eight scholar, 18 scholarship transfer players, which is more than double what they brought in last year. They brought in eight last year. Uh, I've, I've talked about the depth, particularly up front on the defensive line and linebacker, uh, things that really just jump out to me that haven't at Arkansas before, things that have been something that would really hold Arkansas back. Now everybody else has the opportunity to reload through the transfer portal too. Ole Miss signed 27 players. Colorado signed 51 or something plus 22 high school players, 73 plus 73 newcomers for Colorado. Other programs like Georgia signed four transfers. Alabama signed five. Now, not every school in the country has the access to talent like Alabama and Georgia. Ohio State signed eight. It's another good example. But others like LSU signed 14, I believe. Um, Oklahoma, I think, maybe went with 17. So some other you know, very notable programs. Auburn's 22. Obviously, they're going through a, a, a big change. But only – Ten other programs, or maybe nine other programs, signed more transfers in Arkansas. So, is this the is this the way for Arkansas? And I wonder sometimes, like with basketball programs, you're seeing. You know, last year we had more Cinderellas than ever. You're seeing programs that go out and get a lot of veteran players to the transfer portal in basketball versus programs that have traditionally relied on blue blood uh, high school recruits, kind of being overwhelmed because there's you know. A, a, a difference in maturity and basketball freshmen are always you know they're more mature than football freshmen generally for their particular sport relative can we see this in football there's a lot more players obviously it's apples and oranges I get it there's a lot more players but you're also adding a lot more players to the portal you know you're talking about guys at Arkansas who are seniors whether they're a true senior or a redshirt super senior you're talking about guys that are age 22 to 24 there are other programs that rely on 19 20 year olds for a big part of the contribution, there's a there's a physical difference a lot of times. I mean, some of these guys are freaks, obviously, at Alabama and Georgia, and I'm not necessarily you know talking about them, but maybe an Auburn, you know, a traditional what you think of with Auburn, a team that recruits you know inside the top 15 generally. Um, is this a way for Arkansas to close the gap? And you know, we've talked about the in, impact of NIL and the transfer portal and how important it is to Arkansas football. Uh, I don't think it's just a coincidence that Arkansas has four top 100 prospects committed in the class, and they've never had more than one since 24/7 Sports has been doing rankings. That they have nine four-star commits in this class, when in the past they've only had nine maximum. And what are they? 17 commits, and that's a you know full class of 23. So. There's more than one way to skin a cat now. Is that going to hold true, to be cliche? There used to be one way. I mean, 99% of your roster had to be developed, had to be brought in from the high school or junior college ranks. And now there's another way to do it. Is this going to benefit Arkansas? Is the NIL aspect 
going to benefit Arkansas in high school recruiting also. It looks like it possibly is. Will they close the gap? I just think, you know, I'm not saying like this is the answer. I'm saying this season is going to tell us if this is the answer because a lot of schools are all in right now on the transfer portal. I don't think that's sustainable long-term, you know, just because Arkansas had so much changeover. Maybe it is. Maybe it is, though. Maybe this is the way. Maybe it's 18 new transfers every year. It's going to be fun to watch fall camp. I mean, there's so many. I can't wait to see Ian Gerard. 394 pounds. I can't wait to see what Ian Gerard looks like next year. All right, where are we going now? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I talked about up front. You know, my biggest concern with this team, I would say, we talked about how much I like what they have on the defensive line and and at linebacker, nine scholarship linebackers, uh, defensive line. You have nine senior defensive linemen. You have what ten players who are highly experienced you know not highly I would say 10 experienced players and probably what seven really highly experienced players but you've got a lot of depth so much depth that I think and again we'll see if there's a superstar Landon Jack's probably the best option to consider as superstar status but even if it's just a bunch of average players you still what I'm intrigued about you still have enough to make it from the season opener on September 2nd in Little Rock to the Friday after Thanksgiving with a pretty healthy defensive front. And when does that happen? Even if they're just average SEC players, when has that happened? That's intriguing to me because I know there are other programs that aren't going to be able to get through like that. Like you look at Ole Miss, for example, and I've been going through all of Arkansas's opponents and stuff and trying to see what they have, see what they lost, what they're bringing in. I'm not just blown away with the depth for Ole Miss on the defensive line. I don't think they're great at linebacker. I think secondary is probably going to be a problem for them. Now, for Arkansas, I think the defensive line could be a strength for them, even if they're just average, even if they're just an average bunch because they're going to be able to rotate. They're going to stay healthier, less bumps and bruises. I mean, unless there's just a disaster injury-wise. I mean, it looks like a pretty solid nine deep. And by the way, the number one prospect in the state last year was Quincy Rhodes Jr., 6'6", 289, and they're probably not even going to rely on him. And in normal years, you do rely on a guy like that. So I think that's notable. Now, biggest concern, secondary. And I'll say the reason the big, it's my biggest concern. I think they added some great pieces. Al Walcott, Lorando Johnson, Jaheim Singletary, um, 
Keon Stewart, A.J. Brathwaite. They added some good pieces in the secondary. It hurts losing Quincy McAdoo. But my concern with the secondary is when we came out of spring and you're expecting, okay, there's going to be some guys jump in. I didn't feel like there was enough stud safeties entering the transfer portal. And I felt like Arkansas, I don't want to say they settled, but I felt like they could have used one more true stud safety and he wasn't in the portal. And to me, that was a little bit of a concern because we saw him, you know, they went out and got Keon Stewart. They got A.J. Brathwaite, Keon Stewart from TCU and A.J. Brathwaite from uh, Western Kentucky. So those guys are going to help them and allow them, I think, to shovel things around. My thing is, I would rather see them not have to shuffle things around. They're not having to do it at linebacker, not having to do it at defensive line, but I feel like they're going to have to do it in the secondary. And how does that look? I mean, you got Dwight McGlother, and I think he's going to start. I think that Hudson Clark will start. Um, I think Al Walcott will probably start at nickel. I could see them going with him at safety and maybe going with Lorando Johnson at nickel or going with Lorando Johnson at, at safety and, you know, some combination of that. You know, Lorando Johnson, to me, is the guy that fits best from a physical standpoint. I know he didn't have a bunch of tackles, but I, I, he can tackle. He's, he's a pretty physical guy. Um, but for, to me, he's the guy that could maybe transition the best to a safety spot. And, you know, I mentioned Jaheim Singletary listed at 17 pounds bigger than he was. This is a former five-star recruit. I like Singletary battling with Ladarius Bishop. And how long is it going to take Jalen Braxton to come along? I mean, he was the number one prospect in the class last year. At cornerback, how long is it going to take him to come along? Uh, you still got, you know, Malik Chavis, and you've got uh, Jaden Johnson also in the mix, and and some other guys as well. I don't want to leave anybody out specifically, but uh, obviously you know the guys that I'm thinking about right now. How does that work out in the secondary? And I'll tell you something else that's intriguing to me is Marcus Woodson. You go back to what Marcus Woodson inherited at Florida State when he took over, um, you know, coaching the secondary. They were. They gave up 276.7 yards per game the year before he got there. Now, Arkansas gave up 294.7 yards a game. They were 131 out of 131. All right, the next year they trimmed 20 yards off that, 257.1. The next year it was down 43 yards to 233.2. And then last year, last year, Florida State gave up 165.4 yards per game through the air number one in the ACC. I think they were number six nationally. Now, I know that's over a period of three years of him doing that, and this is year one. Still, if they can knock off some of that, I mean, if they can knock off some of that yardage and be serviceable in the secondary, you'd like to think that they would take a nice step forward. It's also easier to put together a team now, you know. I mean, I talk about some things I'd like to see him have having added, but maybe he coaches some of these guys up. I feel like Jaden Johnson had a sophomore slump last year. I feel like we were excited about him after his freshman year and didn't play as well last year. So maybe he returns to form. Uh, you know, there are all kinds of things like that. But it's also quicker, easier now than it has been in the past to quickly change a program, to change a narrative, to change a culture. It's easier to do that. with it. And Arkansas obviously did. I mean, 25 players leaving. 19 players, 18 players coming in from the portal, plus all the freshmen. So maybe they can speed that up a little bit more. But if they're just a bit better in the secondary, you know, linebacker, obviously, I think they'll probably take a bit of a step back from line. And I like the linebacks, love the numbers. 
I like the and we'll see on Jaheim Thomas and you know what kind of impact he can have. Uh, but you're talking about replacing Drew Sanders and Bumper Pool. You know, Bumper was banged up a lot last year too, but Drew Sanders was such a stud. Uh, but I, I have high hopes for Poopal. I have high hopes for a lot of those guys, Antonio Greer also. Um, so I just think that's, you know, that's how I'll look at this. You know, the secondary, they've got the pieces to shuffle. I'd just rather see them not shuffle. And I feel like they're kind of being forced to. Um, and, and you know, I say that I'm still concerned about punter. I think Max Fletcher has a big leg. Um I think he's very inconsistent, and hopefully that has changed from his freshman to his sophomore year. Guys coming in from a whole other country, you know, maybe he had a, had some nerves or something, but hopefully that gets straightened out. All right, Danny West time. For those of you who don't follow Danny, you can follow him at Danny West 24-7. He's the Hog Sports Recruiting Analyst. Most of his content is VIP, so Go check out his VIP stuff today. It's part of our fan, fan Appreciation Day. And if you like what you see, consider signing up for 75% off. We've already had several dozen uh, take advantage of our offer. Last year, we sold more subscriptions than anybody in the country with this deal. It just tells you what a great deal it is. Okay, Danny. Where you at? There we go. Again, follow Danny at Danny West 24-7. He's been really busy with the Hogwild Hangout. Danny, how you doing, brother? Doing great, man. What's going on? Oh, you tell me, man. I mean, we got fall camp coming up. We got a big special. We got a fan appreciation day going on. Sorry, Danny. I was talking over you. I didn't hear what you said. For some reason, your volume isn't very loud. Say again, Trey. There, you're better now. Your volume was just down. I couldn't hear what you're saying, but uh, go ahead. They lost one today. Yeah. Yeah, lost one today. Not sure if you saw that. You know, real white. Oh, that's a shocker. Yeah, a huge shocker there. Uh, Yeah, let's just dive into it. Really no surprise, as you said there. I think Arkansas fans have kind of seen the writing on the wall for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, There were 54 days, Trey, in between his commitment and the uh, tweet that he put out that my recruitment is still 100% open to anybody (laughs) who's interested in me. So, you can do the math on that. That's not a very long time. And, you know, I think it, um, you know, it shows you two things uh, in particular. First of all, don't celebrate these milestone recruiting victories like going into Mississippi too soon, too early in the year. I mean, you got to hold on to them till the end. And that's really, really tough. And then secondly, it's always been tough for Arkansas, you know, to go into Mississippi, especially nowadays. You know, this ain't the Mississippi State and Ole Miss of old where Houston not just beat them every single time they played, mm-hmm. just about. You know, I mean, you think about the past decade, you've seen Mississippi State rise to number one in the rankings. They had Dak up there in New York for the Heisman. And, of course, Ole Miss, we've seen them recruit like crazy, fair or unfair at the time. Um, but they have. You know, they've played in two Sugar Bowls in the last eight years or so. And, um, and it's just really, really tough to go in there. So, the only teams that consistently go in and get the top guys are Alabama, LSU, Georgia, and the like. So, you know, it's really tough. It, it would surprise me if Arkansas, uh, you know, he, the kid said that um, Arkansas is still in consideration, but it would really shock me if they ever even yeah. sniff hey, this one again. Danny, they were listing him as a wide receiver, right? Yeah. So initially, he uh, we all called him a cornerback because, you know, he's being recruited on – defensive side of the ball and then mm-hmm. uh he got up here for his official visit and i kind of asked him about those 
those uh, plans to play corner. And, and he said, well, I'm, you know, I'm planning on playing wide receivers. So I said, all righty, we'll, we'll switch you over to wide out then. But, um, you know what I think about it, Trey? I mean, if we're calling him a wide receiver, then I think it, it probably stings a little less, doesn't it? Right. I mean, well, yeah. Three really good ones there already. Courtney Crutchfield. Number uh, 61 Ashton player nationally. Rowan. Yeah. Number 92 ranked yeah, player Ashton. nationally. Yeah. And then CJ Brown. To sniff at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a good player in his own right, and you know, wide receiver is a little bit different. You can find them in a lot of places now. Now, I'm not downplaying it. It's a big loss because it hurts you so much in the in the rankings. They fell from 19th to 24th like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, real quick. So it's going to be tough to climb back in the top 20 and stay there with with what's remaining. But you know, still uh, five or six months uh, to go here. You never know what what the future might hold. Maybe well, some guys move up and help you out, but I think it will be tough. Arkansas has got a low number of commitments right now. They have 16, so most of the teams that are ranked ahead of them, almost all of them have, you know, 20-plus commitments right now. Uh, so yeah. Arkansas, you know, that, that plays a role into to what their recruiting ranking is. Sam Pittman says they want to sign a full class of 25. That would mean nine more players. There's still some big fish out there, but uh, – I think probably end up somewhere around 22, 23, 22, something yeah. like that. I'd always, I'd kind of said 20 and 10, 20 out of the, out of the recruiting ranks or out of the high school ranks and 10 out of the transfer portal. So, but still, I mean, when you look at the, the top of this class and the average recruit ranking, it's as high as it's ever been. Still eight four star recruits in the class. Uh, Selman Bridges topping it off, a top 50 player. Courtney Crutchfield, number 61 nationally. Charleston Collins, 77 nationally. Ashton Bethel Roman, 92 nationally. So there are some big dogs in this in this recruiting class still. Uh, but that you're no no question that uh, you hate to lose a four star uh, commitment. But that is something that we've kind of been counting on for a while. Yeah, I agree with you. And you talked about the player ranking, the average player ranking. Um, it actually took a little bit of a step back with their addition yesterday. Jeremy Cook. Oh, yeah, because he's unranked. Forget about uh-huh. Jeremy. Well, he, he got ranked, I want to say, this morning. So he okay. uh, starts off as, a, as an 85, which, you know, I think it's um, I think it's fair. I mean, based on film and, and the offers, there's mm-hmm. just not a lot of film of him so far on defense. And that's, that's Arkansas's plan for him, playing primarily uh, – wide receiver to this point of his high school career it's just not a whole lot to go on so I mean you can't really fault the uh the national team and and and, you know kind of the evidence they've got to work with but I think it does give him a lot of room for growth this fall if he goes out there and kills it I think the uh, 6-3 was legit I haven't seen him play safety in person but I've seen him in person and you know he's got the size I like the frame so We'll see, but uh, yeah, plenty of room to move up there for a guy like him. I think Toby Branham, uh, Fort Smith Southside offensive lineman, probably a guy that I would circle as mm. as somebody who could continue to move up too. So Jaden Ball maybe, maybe as that well. Helps you some. Yeah, Jaden Ball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, – and, you know, I think it's always fun to kind of look back at because you can look back at the history, you know, and people are always like, well, every, every time they commit to Arkansas, they, they plummet in the rankings. Well, Charleston Collins moved up pretty significantly. Um, Courtney yeah. Crutchfield made maybe the biggest jump I've ever seen, like 300-something spots all the way to number 61 nationally. Last year, Isaiah Augustov – uh, made a huge jump also. He was like number 500 or something and ended up being like 212 nationally also. Uh, so it's not always true. I know everybody's, woe is me, Arkansas doesn't get any love in recruiting I would, rankings. I would but, go as far as to say there's a lot more evidence that it's the opposite of yeah. that. 
That well, they do a good. They a lot of times they just want to see these guys in person, you know, or get verified sure. track numbers. That, I think that uh, you know, Gabe Brooks uh, does a real good job with that. You know, just wanting to get verified numbers because we see so many times where you know, even a guy says he's six two, he's almost always six foot. You know, so mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. good to get verified verified numbers from camps and, and all star games and things like that matter. So you mentioned, uh, go ahead, Danny, you had something else. Yeah, no, I, I've always said this, but that's my favorite part of, of being a 24 seven, to be honest with you. I mean, they take it very, very seriously. It's not about uh, trying to help so-and-so or, or this program or this fan base. It's always about getting it right. So mm-hmm. they take that seriously. And, and, you know, I think that's the right way to go about it. Absolutely. Now, Danny, uh, Looking ahead to the class of 2025, Arkansas also got a commit. This kid does have a verified 40 time. Marcus Wimberly out of Boxite is a verified 4.37 40-yard dash, 6'1", 180-pound safety uh, who committed to Arkansas, was that last week, I guess? End of last Saturday. Week? Yeah. Saturday, yeah, end of last yeah. week. Actually, uh, actually, right in the middle of the uh, cookout event, Cam, I don't know if you saw the video or not on his uh, Twitter, but – he put out a video. Coach Pittman got up there and said, I think we have 15 committed guys today. And, and Marcus, of course, threw his hand up and said, Coach, can I get up and say something real quick? So he went <laughs> That's out awesome. And said, uh, you said we've got 15. Let's go ahead and make it 16. So I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, they yeah. called the hogs. And it has a, you know, a unique twist and unique way of doing that. So uh, really good kid, man. I like that kid a lot. I want to get down and see him, but um, I didn't see the four three seven in person. I did see a four five two, which there's you know not a ton of difference. Uh, saw him at camp, and the kid can scoot either way. I mean, I, there's a lot you can do with that. But safety is the plan, and uh, I think he's one to be excited about. You don't see box height and you know little towns like that. And mm-hmm. it's fun for me, uh, especially with Malik up here from Rising, yeah. uh, to see guys like that. They don't get a whole lot of opportunities, and and. Uh, you know, we'll see how he does here in a couple of years, but I like that kid a lot. Um, you ought to have him on the show sometime. I think you'll like him too. Yeah, we'll see about that. So, Danny, just looking ahead, you had an article, VIP article, but it's free today because, again, it's Fan Appreciation Day. If you like what you see, 75% off, but it's free today. Uh, who will be Arkansas's next commit? So what do we have to, to look at uh, moving forward with recruiting? Well, it could happen as soon as 7 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, that's a bright and early one for me, Trey. You know my sleep schedule. So mm. I'll be up and all eyes will be on Justin Logan, uh, Marietta, Georgia, Kale High School linebacker. He, he was here Saturday for his first look. And, man, I, I think they blew him, blew it out of the charts, blew it off the charts, I mm. should say. Uh, really did a good job with Justin. And we'll see tomorrow. He's taking a lot of trips. That's the only concern if there is one. But um, he's visited a lot of places. But – I'm liking Arkansas here. He's, uh, you know, I think he, they've made him a priority. T. Will got here in, uh, what was it, late January sometime. And, and uh, he was one of his first offers. I want to say January 25th, one of his first defensive offers as Arkansas's new defensive coordinator. So mm-hmm. I think they've been working this one a little while. We've seen him strike out on a few guys. D'Angelo Barber, uh, Xavier Atkins looks like he may flip from LSU, not to Arkansas, but to Texas A&M. So uh, Bradley Shaw uh, down in Alabama, I've always felt he was probably a little too big of a fish for Arkansas uh, this early. So, you know, you miss on a few of those guys. Jordan Burns went to Tennessee. It's really not surprising that, you know, you you see Justin Logan, 6'3", 210, you watch his film, and 
um, I would recommend you you watch it, Trey. I think you'll like the guy. I'll give you a little throwback name here. I know you'll remember it, but Matt Hewitt. You remember oh, yeah. Matt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, under Coach Nutt. He kind of reminds me of that just from a frame standpoint, long limbs, really tough and, and um, one-on-one tackle situations to get away from. And he's physical. You know, and some of those hits on there are as good as any that I've seen in this class. So, I like the kid a lot, and, uh, you know, we'll see tomorrow at 7 a.m., but I'm going to Arkansas here. I like their chances with Justin Logan out of Marietta, Georgia. Where do you think Julius Pope is going to end up playing? You think he's a safety or linebacker? I think he'll be a safety. Yeah, I think he's going to safety. Um, Could be a guy that, you know, blows up and looks more like Jordan Crook in two years than Mm -hmm. he does you know, uh, one of your current safeties. So yeah. we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. But I would I would venture to say safety to start off. Yeah, and on, thinking uh, thinking Coke. running back for Jaden Ball, but that's another guy that could possibly play linebacker. But, you know, if they if they finish things up here uh, with Justin Logan and Wyatt Simmons, you know, there are some good rumors, I guess, out there that, you know, Arkansas is looking like, you know, in, in good shape there. Really talented mm-hmm. guy from inside the state of Arkansas the last – big-time guy inside the state that's not committed right now, uh, that would be a pretty solid close to linebacker, especially considering, you know, who they have right now. And I believe everybody at linebacker except for Antonio Greer has another year of eligibility remaining too. So, um, something to watch. Yeah. All right, Danny, anything else you want to add? No, I'm with you on that. I totally agree with what you said there. I like the linebacker group, and it'd be really tough to argue. If those are your two, Justin Mm -hmm. Logan and and Wyatt Simmons, that's a big if now, Uh, you know. There's nothing guaranteed with Wyatt Simmons at all. But, right. Um, you know, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I like that duo if they're able to, uh, if they're so fortunate to make it happen. Yeah, Wyatt Simmons ain't talking. <laughs> no, he ain't talking. Yeah. All right, Danny. All right, appreciate you, brother. All right, buddy. All right, everybody, that's Danny West. Again, you can follow Danny at Danny West 24-7 on Twitter. Most of his content is VIP. So you need a VIP subscription. However, today is a free VIP day. I just want to go over this one more time before we get to your questions here. Free VIP day if you're watching on August 1st. If you're not, you missed it. But 75% off right now at Hogsports. 75% off at hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. So just to break that down, it's like $26.85 for the entire year at Hogsports. It's a heck of a deal. It's our best deal. We don't do a better deal than this one. We don't do a better deal than the one we're offering right now. Seven cents a day, 52 cents a week, 224 a month, billed at just $26.85 from the number one independent source in Razorback Sports and recruiting, hogsports.com. If you like the free stuff that we do, you like this show. I've had people tell me like on this show, like, hey, how do I support you? You got a Patreon or something? Sign up for the website. And get the best thing that we offer. The best stuff that we do is not this show. It's not the walk and talk. It's this. It's Hog Sports, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. That's, that's where the good stuff is, the Rager's Edge Forum. We're going to get you in with this low, low price, and that's how we get you. You're going to stick around because you're going to realize what you're missing. And it's a great time to try it out. All right. We want to get some questions. Let's see. Okay. What do we have here? Somebody selling energy drinks. 
Patrick Ellis says, 75% off when I signed up and happy to pay full price forever. Appreciate you, Patrick. Hey, we've got a lot of great testimonials, too. I posted a few of them on the website or on, on Twitter and stuff, but, I mean, I've got pages and pages of people who chimed in with testimonials. And I really appreciate all that, everybody, all of our long-term members. Woo Pig, always good to catch the show. Love the coverage. Appreciate you, David Gates. Josh G says, Hogs will have three total losses for the year, A&M, Bama, and Florida. So, you know, when I look at that four-game stretch again, A&M, Ole Miss were the two teams that you would consider, you know, possible gets. doesn't mean they're going to get both of them. I think I've said one and three. People get mad at me a little bit. But I still think if you, even if you go one and three, you can still win eight games. I still think that's absolutely possible. But if you can survive that stress, because it's not just – you know, Josh Pate put it great. Arkansas, Arkansas doesn't play a schedule. They play one game at a time. But, man, when you're coming around – the second half of that four-game stretch, and, you know, you're talking about, you know, Ole Miss and Alabama to round things out, and you haven't been home in front of your home crowd. You've been taking this road mentality. i got to imagine it grinds on you. So, if they can get out of that two and two, if they have the chops to be able to do that as a team, I think they could be able to a 10-win team. I, I really do. Now, what Arkansas has to do, they have to win close games. And they didn't do that at all last year. 0-4 in games decided about three points or less. The year before that, they split them. They won nine games. If they'd have just split them last year, they would have won nine games, and everybody would be saying, hey, back-to-back nine-win seasons, back-to-back top 25 seasons, what's what's 2023 got in store for us? It would have been a different vibe, wouldn't it? So, got to win the close games. Sam Pittman's talked about that, things that he's going to do to try to, you know, put that in Arkansas's favor in terms of analytics and stuff like that. So, we'll see. Landon Montgomery says – Trey, what game this year do the Hogs win that no one had them picked? I feel like everybody's kind of picking them to beat Florida this year. <laughs> that might have been my answer. Um, I'm never going to pick them to win at Alabama, not while Nick Saban's there, not while Alabama's Alabama that they are. I'm just not going not gonna to do that. Uh, I've got LSU going against the grain and winning the Western Division. But I wouldn't put that one past them. I mean, if you're asking me to pick, I've seen them go to Baton Rouge on more than one occasion and win. I've seen them win there at night. So maybe I'll say LSU if you're asking me to pick one that no one had them picked. Maybe that's the one. Because I feel like a lot of people are saying, I think they can get that Florida game. Brian Malone says, I read where we lost 2024 four-star athletes. Is that true? Any story behind it? Yep, Norrell White. And, again, he's been sending out cryptic tweaks and stuff for months. You know, so not not dramatically unexpected. Patrick Ellis says, what show schedule should we expect? Once a week, twice a week, and when will that start? Okay, Patrick. So, with fall camp, it gets a little tricky because of the news cycle. Um, so, it'll still probably be a little sporadic. But once the season gets here, we'll do Monday probably around 2 o'clock, 2 o'clock, because we got Sam Pittman's press conference at noon. I like to do the show after that press conference because if I do it before, then a lot of times I'm greeted with uh, a bunch of new news and the show kind of quickly becomes obsolete. So I like to do that after that Monday press conference around 2 o'clock. And then Thursday we'll do our preview show. Uh, so we'll have a guest on from another team site to help us preview the upcoming opponent. Um, and then that show is usually 11, 
1130. Okay. So like to start that show around then on Thursdays and then Saturday post game walk and talk just, you know, sometime about, you know, an hour and a half, two hours after the game ends, we'll do the walk and talk because I've got to go to the press conference and I've got to make sure everything's ready for the site and then wait for traffic to clear out a little bit because I don't want to be stuck in traffic the whole time because I got more work to do. And then, uh, the walk and talk. So three days a week, unless there's something crazy that happens. Um, but three days a week, two o'clock ish on Monday, 11 o'clock ish on, um, Thursday and then post game walk and talk. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Donnell Williams says who's next to commit. I think we kind of covered that. Um, Jeremy Cook was the last to commit. And next to commit, he said Justin Logan could potentially be the next guy to commit. That could be early tomorrow morning. Tyler Killingsworth says, Trey, Wupig Sui for life, do you think as stacked as we are that Rashad Dabinion, a.k.a. R-Dub, will get to play more this season as a sophomore since Eno's calling plays are just – or not just as much as he did last season, he's a beast. I think that he'll end up being the number two guy. Now, everybody knows I have a place in my heart for Dominic Johnson. Love the guy. I just think – I love the way he runs. love watching him. doesn't look like he's spo- he should be able to do the things he does. Uh, but I do think that DeBinion is potentially the second best back on the team. And I think he'll see more action. Landon Montgomery says, Dude, our team's growth seems like some performance enhancement. <laughs> We can what can a new strength coach do to cause so much growth? I think lifting more just changes in philosophy, you know, how the players react to him, all those kind of things. Donnell Williams says, what is our chance of keeping white? Keeping white. Who are you talking about? If you're talking about Walker White, then he's going he's going to Auburn. And um I don't see anybody else. There's nobody else named White. I didn't think there was. But, um, I mean, Arkansas has K.J. Jackson at quarterback. I think they're they're settled in there. Dustin Hoopman says, sounds like Arkansas well on its way to having the biggest line in all of college football again. We know how that went last time. Yeah, that went well. Uh, I and mean, then you talk about Sebastian Tritola on that line, Frank Ragnow, Denver Kirkland, Dan Skipper, and Mitch Smothers, a pretty good center on that line. That was, that was a, I mean, you had four guys that saw NFL action, you know, actually played in NFL games. So, uh, that was a great offensive line for Arkansas. I don't know if they're on their way just yet this season. I mean, you're talking 310 at left tackle, 305-ish at right tackle. Uh, I think Latham is 312 now. Lemmer's probably about the same, 310-ish. Uh, and then the biggest guy is actually uh, Joshua Braun, who goes like 
342, 341, something like that off the top of my head. So not quite going to be the biggest line in college football or in, in football like that line was, uh, but still. You know, I'll say this too for the offensive line because it worries me, and it should worry you because usually it's been like four guys returning, one guy replacing uh, under Pittman. And now it at most, you know, I think one year they had all five returning. But this year you've got two guys returning, both super seniors, both – I think Bo Lemmer has 29 starts. I think Latham's like 36 or something, 35, 36. Uh, both highly experienced, quality players. And the rest of the guys are new. And with newness comes concern. Okay. However, I did not feel like there was this mad dash by Sam Pittman and Cody Kennedy to hit the transfer portal and pour everything that they have into a new offensive tackle or something like that. Now, they did go out and, you know, sign a late JUCO addition in Amari Wiggins to play backup center. I think that probably stemmed from moving Patrick Kudis over because he was probably going to be backup center. But I didn't see this mad dash to go out and pour. Now, I saw them pour a lot of their resources into different positions like the secondary, linebacker, defensive line, wide receiver, tight end. But I didn't see them make this huge push to go out and get a big-time defensive tackle that was out there in the portal. To me, that means that they feel pretty good about where they are. And we'll see. We'll see if we can trust them to feel good. But Sam Pittman's got a pretty good background as an offensive line coach. So, But, yeah, that, that makes you a little nervous. Can Rocket Sanders rush for 1,600 yards? He can if he stays healthy. He might have done it last year. Remember, Rocket didn't put up a lot of yards in the last two games. He got hurt in the Liberty Bowl uh, against Missouri. He just didn't get a lot of run, didn't didn't have a lot of production. So, yeah, he, he, he was close. I mean, you pop off a couple of big runs and, you're boom, you're at 1,600 from what he had last year. But, but you got to stay healthy throughout the season. All right, where are we at? Yep, Gary Davis chimes in. Biggest concern, offensive line. Yeah, I mean, my biggest concern, I think, is secondary on defense and then offensive line on offense. I think that the, both of them have a chance to be okay, particularly the offensive line. Uh, but concern, yes, newness, that's a concern. Paul Bartley says, hey, Trey, I think with the new staff and player development that has taken place, that this team will elevate themselves to a top contender, especially with KJ and Rocket back in the defense looking like it's going to be much better in the secondary. We'll see. I, I think that there's a chance that they could be better than I think they I think they have a better team than they do last year, mainly because of the depth. I love the depth overall in this team, but they got to win close games. I mean, they've got you have to win the close games in this conference. Everything you know, I lo I love the depth at Arkansas, but I know that Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Auburn, they had the same opportunities to go out and build depth through the transfer portal, and they added a bunch of players too. So. This is going to be a telling season. This is going to tell, is this the way? Is this the path that you need to go on, adding veteran players like this? Trey, I'm starting to hear a lot of fan predictions for 10, 11 wins this year. Do you think Sam survives if he only wins six or seven this year? I'll say this. It's, it's Kool-Aid drinking season, right? It's time. It's time to start drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit more. Uh, coaches get fired a lot of times a year before you think they're going to get fired. Uh, six or seven wins, absolutely think Sam Pittman would survive that. Would the fans be disappointed? Would there be negativity swirling heading in the, into the offseason and, 
you know, throughout the year? Absolutely would be. Uh, would his job be on the line? Yes, it would be next year. Um, but Sam Pittman is very well liked among Razorback fans. They see a lot of themselves in Sam Pittman in a lot of ways. So to me, it would take a lot for Sam Pittman to for this to be his last season. It would take a lot of bad for this to be his last season. And I, don't, I just don't see that happening. I don't see it happening this year. So, I mean, you've, you've got a nine-win season behind. Like, Brett, Brett may have survived the last year, his fifth year, if he'd won ten games, you know, that 2015 season. They squandered some games there. If he'd, won, if he'd had that in his back pocket, a 10-win season not that long ago, and the season after that, you know, would they win seven? They could have won nine that year. They lost those two games, just completely fell apart. If he'd had that in his back pocket, then you might not have seen all the change that you had. You know, Brett might have survived that next year, uh, that year and gone into the next year. But, you know, Sam already has a nine-win top 25 season in his back pocket that wasn't that long ago. So I don't think that's something that we are going to see this year unless there's just a total and utter collapse. And I I don't see that happening, but it happens. It's going to happen to somebody. There's going to be one of these college football teams that was like Auburn last year or like Arkansas was in 2018 or 2019. Somebody else is going to be like that. And we don't know who it is going to be exactly, but somebody else will completely melt down and fall apart. It could be A&M. A&M did it last year. If they do it again, then that's it for Jimbo. Okay. Steve Culver says, what about the punter? I All the punters that they brought in, I have not seen the same leg as I saw with Max Fletcher when he gets a hold of it. But, yeah, that is a concern, punter. I talked about that a little bit already, or I'd go into more depth. Dustin Hoofman says, not seeing Bumper Pool or Grant Morgan on the field going to be different, but I know they're, they'll be good. Yes, well, Grant wasn't there last year, as we know, but Drew Sanders was, and that, I mean, that guy was a monster. <laughs> Best linebacker since Martrell Spate. Ooh, Pig, always love to catch the show, says David Gates. Why does this bounce around like that? I hate how Facebook has done this. Okay. Donnell says, Donnell Williams says, with nine spots in recruiting, can you give a breakdown of the nine? Uh, Danny's got, you know, you can, so again, it's a free VIP day. So I would recommend, you know, Danny's the recruiting expert. I would recommend going and checking out his big red recruiting boards for offense and defense. Gives you a real big painted picture of where Arkansas's head, head, you know, who they've got on board, where they're headed moving forward. That's one of the best features that we have is the big red recruiting board. It's not just like a database. It's Danny's opinion listen to them as hot and cold, which way they're trending, you know, all of those things. So, uh, Donnell, I would really recommend you go check that out because me, I'd probably just butcher it. I'm more of the team guy. Uh, Jerry Sanders says, what is Dominic Johnson's ceiling this year? Can he be 1B next to Rocket or is he fighting for three with Rashad DeBinion? 2021, Dominic Johnson, if he stays healthy, he's a 1,000-yard back. Is he that guy again? I don't know. He's 250-something pounds. He's a little heavy. Uh, 2021 Dominic Johnson is the number two back on this team, in my opinion. But is he that after two ACLs? You just don't know. I mean, I've seen – I remember you guys remember Jamal Lewis? Two ACL tears. Two ACL tears. Um, and, you know, just kept on cranking out 1,000-yard seasons in the NFL. So it's not the end. I mean, back when, when in my day, 
I'm not that much younger, I guess, than, than he was. But, uh, you know, I can remember when an ACL tear was just the end for you. Donna Williams says, do you think Hudson Clark is an NFL safety? No, I think Hudson has proven to be a quality enough defensive back. I don't know that, like, I would say he's an NFL player or a all-SEC player. I just think he's he's shown that he's good enough to be back there. I think it's a better spot for him at safety than it was at corner. I think we can all agree at that. Um, he's Arkansas's best returning safety. But NFL, no, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't see that. Bill Richards says, good afternoon. Keep up the great job. Really appreciate the work y'all are doing. I'm so ready for football season to start 10-2. Go Hawks. Jerry Sanders says, what more likely, what's more likely, top 25 defense or bottom 25 defense? I get high hopes for the D. I'm thinking top 25. Whew, that's a tough one, man. I'm going to say more likely that they're bottom 25 defense. I just – the pass defense was so bad last year, and I know they've made a lot of changes and stuff, but I'm not ready to – I'm not going to put anybody in a top 25 when the pass defense is giving up 294 yards a game last year. I just can't do it. I can't. So, I'll say this. I don't think either are likely. I don't think bottom 25 or top 25 are likely. But you asked me to pick. So, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to abstain. Will Bonham says, hey, Trey, who is your Mount Rushmore of Razorback football players? Damn. Was there four on Mount Rushmore? So, McFadden. I'm going to put Brandon Burlesworth because what he's, he's meant and his, you know, his legacy. By the way, is there not a street named – there should be a street named like Burlesworth Way or Burles Way or something by the stadium. Did I dream that? Let's get that happening. Uh, I'll say McFadden, Burlesworth. I think both those guys' mugs would look good. The glasses, McFadden's very recognizable. I mean, after that, I think you run into a lot of a lot of questions. Um, man, it's hard to pick after that. But there's so many guys that are just kind of together there. Do you go with a quarterback because you didn't have a quarterback as the quarterback mallet? That's a tough one. It could be KJ after this year. KJ is on the verge of setting the school's all-time passing record. Uh, he has finished second in efficiency two years in a row, beating his own record. He's finished second in completion percentage two years in a row. It could be KJ. Maybe it's him. Matt Jones would be fun to see up there. I don't know. There's plenty of defensive players that would that would go well there. It's, it's it's just it's too tough to pick. But I think those two guys. I've always said, you know, like what I'd like to see in the gap maybe is just like two, three huge, ridiculously sized bronze statues looking down onto the field, and it's Darren McFadden, Brandon Burlesworth, and Frank Burles judging everybody. That's what I want to see in the gap. Donnell Williams says, do you see us flipping a big-time recruit? Danny would tell you um, McCroy, uh, Jaquan McCroy, the offensive lineman who's committed to Oregon, just because he sees that commit list. A lot of players flip off that commit list. It's such a long distance away. Oregon's very intriguing, but when it comes down to it, and I kind of feel like Arkansas finished second for him, so he would be the guy that you would say maybe Arkansas has a chance to to flip four-star offensive lineman. 
John Oliver says getting Florida off a bye and them coming off Georgia and having to go to LSU the next week is huge for the Hogs. Yes, that four-game stretch will be the season, in my opinion. They can win every other game. I agree with that. Is this the year that they go to Gainesville and win? Will Bonham says, hey, Trey, who is on your Mount Rushmore? Why does it bounce like that? Jennifer Bernard says, do you think KJ will be better under Enos than under Browse? That remains to be seen. I think from a technical standpoint, Enos brings something to the table that Browse necessarily, you know, not that Browse is a bad quarterback coach. He wasn't. Uh, but, you know, Enos has a reputation of being a technician as a quarterback's coach. Will he be a better play caller? I think is the big question. KJ's personal development, yes, I think adding Enos is going to be big for him. Play calling remains to be seen. Heath Jarvis says, who's the likely other starter at linebacker with Poopal? I think you're going to see Antonio Greer as the other starter. You know, Antonio was a former all-conference USA performer. Um, he was injured last year, but he had like 92 tackles a year before that. Had a really good season. So I say Antonio Greer. Arkansas is also going to go to a 4-3 under look sometimes. So, you know, with the outside linebacker being, you know, a little farther outside and over. Um, kind of like the way I saw it in the spring was kind of like lining up in a similar manner as a nickel. But they want a bigger guy there. We saw uh, Carson Dean line up out there. And I think that's Jaheim Thomas. I think you're going to see Antonio Greer, Poole Paul, and – Jaheim Thomas as your three linebackers when they go to a 4-3, and then Antonio Greer and Poopal rotating with Jaheim Thomas, um, you know, at, the, at those two linebacker spots when they go to a 4-2-5. So that's kind of how I see, I see things playing out there at linebacker. Um, I think it's a pretty good situation that they have right now. Jaheim Thomas, very experienced player, um, the highest-rated defensive player according to rivals that Cincinnati's ever had. And I also judged, you know, when he entered the transfer portal, fans for Cincinnati and media people were very disappointed. That's usually a good sign. Jaheim Thomas, Antonio Greer, Pooh Paul, uh, Jordan Crook, Manny Powell. I feel like I'm missing somebody, but it's not a bad group. It's not a bad group at linebacker at all. So, John Oliver adds – Four games by combined nine points, all those busted trick plays that's cost momentum. Personally, I think Eno's play calling alone could be a difference in an extra field goal in a game that would have won four more last four more last season, but could say the same about the defense. Both improve a little, could add up huge. True. Jennifer Bernard says, Well, look at what he done with Allen in one year. I think KJ is already talented, so it might be a good year. You make a great point, Jennifer. You look at Brandon Allen, I don't think he ever had more than a 130 efficiency rating throughout his career. I mean, this guy started a lot of years for Arkansas, never had a 130 efficiency rating. Enos comes in, and it's like 168 or something like that, 165, 168, somewhere around there, maybe 165.8. So, it's a good point. He uh, certainly – certainly. Uh, Austin Killian says, I just want my – comment read there's your comment austin so austin and everybody else i hope you're enjoying our free vip day again it's august 1st tuesday august 1st today's tuesday right all the days start bleeding together right now but it's august 1st regardless tuesday and um it's a free vip day at hog sports so go check out all of our free vip check out the razor's edge message board if you haven't done that read our vip content check out our crystal ball hit all the buttons see what they do and if you like what you see, if you like this show, if you like the walk and talk, you want to know how to support what I do, what we do at Hog Sports, sign up for our 75% off deal. It breaks down to $224 a month, $0.52 cents a week. 
and seven cents a day at Hog Sports. You'll see the banner ad, HAWGsports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. $26.85 for the whole year. That is a hell of a deal, people. I mean, it's the best deal we offer, so if you're waiting around for something better, you're not going to find it. That's the deal right there. All right, everybody. Just a few days on that offer, so sign up today. HAWGsports.com. All right, I want to thank Danny West for joining us. I want to thank all of you guys uh, and gals for enjoying our free content at Hog Sports and, of course, our VIP subscribers. The people that have been with us forever could not do what we do without you. Don't know what I would be doing. I don't really have any other discernible skills, so this is pretty much it for me. So thanks for supporting me and uh, following along with me as we get ready for fall camp and this college football season and, of course, everything that comes along with recruiting. Basketball season not far off either. All right, everybody. I'm going to stop talking because the voice is going. Thanks for joining me. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. Looking forward to fall camp, and we'll catch you next time.